Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition. How you doing there, Kyle Smith? Tess H. And we got Standing Stones. Hello there. And Rebecca. Hello, Rebecca and Standing Stones. And we got Roger Blair, Dr. Carol. And we got Kyle Good Smith again. How are you doing there, Dr. Carol? And we got Yolanda. Uh-huh. So, and oh, we also got Davy Jones Locker and Juno. Ah, uh, Juno. So, oh, yes, uh, Juno. Everybody's starting to slide in. Hopefully, everybody's had a great uh, Sunday afternoon, Sunday evening. So, uh-huh. I want to wish everybody a happy uh, Sunday evening there. So, how are you doing? Oh, uh, well, good. How are you, my friend? Doing good, doing good. So uh, yeah. I, I got that uh, holy anointment oil uh, oh, that yeah. I use. Uh, uh, I got uh, it from the sculpture. I think it's how you say it, church from Bethlehem. Uh, yeah. Uh, it is a blessed oil, anointment oil. Uh, uh-huh. Then I also have that uh, St. Benedict uh, crucifix keychain that is uh-huh. going to start coming in the spiritual warfare kit. And it also uh, is going to come uh, separately, too. So I'll have uh, that available as St. Well. Benedict is a very powerful, very powerful uh, thing. Uh, hey, it is. Uh, demons, demons hate it. I like it. There you go. And welcome, Ann. So welcome, you all. Yes. So some new additions uh, people's been asking for. It. So and we got Cryptic Cowboy there. Hello. I guess uh, Cryptic Cowboy made the right time frame this time. Uh, it is uh-huh. 9 p.m. Eastern, not 10. Uh, don't forget, next weekend, we turn the clocks back an hour. So don't uh-huh. forget about that, ladies and gentlemen. So it ain't going to affect our show. But uh, everybody won't. made it. So tonight, we're going to talk about self-defense against the darkness, Derek Gallagher. That's correct, sir. You know, I want everybody to listen close now tonight because this is very... Very important information you're going to get. It's going to be very essential stuff here because, as we know, the world around us is getting darker all the time. And I'm not just talking about time setting and and uh, winter setting in, which is a darker season. But I'm talking about spiritual darkness, definitely. And we're, we're having to deal with a lot of that. You know, I was telling somebody else the other day, Chris, that, you know, when we were kids and we talked about movies and stuff, we, we grew up watching the monster movies, you know, Dracula, Frankenstein, the Wolfman, you know. And uh, we always enjoyed watching them on the, on the TV and the theaters and stuff. But we grew up to find, unfortunately, that the real monsters in this world are us. And uh, I want to say this at the beginning of my program tonight. If you... Uh, throw your lot in with people who decapitate and smash the heads of babies in, people who murder people and rape women out in the streets and randomly kill whole families. You're not really human anymore, okay? You're part of the monsters. You're really with the monsters because these are monsters. They're not human beings, folks. They are monsters. They are so blinded by the darkness they cannot longer, no longer truly be called human beings in that respect. And that's the bad thing about spiritual darkness. It can wrap those stark evil chains around your soul and strangle the life out of it until you're no longer the thing that your creator wanted you to be. And if you go in with that, then we know exactly what side you, you're standing on, that you have embraced the darkness over the light. And, uh, you know, sometimes it doesn't take a whole lot to guess where some people stand on things like that, especially if you go out protesting for the bad side. And, you know, I'm not going to say this. In war, there's really no true winners in war. But most of the time, just like anything else, there are good actors and bad actors in war. I consider the good guys are the ones that did not start the war. You know what I'm saying? If you didn't start the war, you're usually on the right side. Because if somebody starts a war on you, they're usually doing it for bad reasons. To take your land, to take your people, to take what they want away from you, whatever the situation. That's not good. Okay. And let's just draw that line in the sand tonight. 
between what's right and wrong in this world, what's light and darkness. There's, it's a bold line there that we've got to stay on one side or the other, okay? And I'm going to say this, and I'm not going to get in preacher mode tonight, okay? But I want to say this. Uh, you better make sure what side of the line you're on here, folks, okay? Because we already know which, and ultimately, which side is going to win this battle, okay, this war that's going on around us. But I just want to say that don't let yourself be blinded. That's the main precept of the things we're going to talk about tonight. Spiritual blindness is worse than physical blindness. I had somebody ask me that one time. You know, which would you rather be? Would you rather be spiritually blind or physically blind? So I'll take the physical, okay? Because when you get spiritually blinded, your eternity, the, the eternity of your soul is at very dire risk, okay? Uh, I'm not your judge. I'm not going to judge you in the end for what you've done, but you will have a greater judge than me uh, over the things that you do. Don't forget that. Every thought, every action, everything you do or not or don't do, you will be judged for that. You will be held accountable in the end. So let's not let's not lose sight of that. But anyway, tonight, and I'm gonna say this too at the beginning, I have talked about the mindset that you gotta have against this darkness and evil in the world. You know, we talked about that a, a couple of shows back. I forget which show it was, but we talked about, you know, you've got to find that inner peace, you know, that comfort that you need to work with from that. That will strengthen you. That strengthens your faith, okay? And we're going to talk a lot about faith in that because that is your number one defense against the darkness, okay? Uh, that is it. That's number one thing. The sword of faith, the shield of faith, the sword of the spirit, which is faith too, okay? And the sword of the Spirit is what we want to wield in this, this battle uh, to keep these forces off of us. But I can sit here tonight and I can tell you all kinds of things about what keeps the darkness and keep people at bay. Like, like to wear red, you know, witches supposedly, evil witches don't like red. And uh, they used to, I know at Halloween time, they used to tie red strings around their wrists because that would ward off evil eye and the witches and stuff like that. Uh, there's all kinds of things out there like that. You know, iron. Iron is good against evil. Iron is good. There's they'll saying, you know, steel against me and I, iron against evil. You know, that's the way that works. Iron is good, too. We could talk about that. We could talk about the witch jars that people used to make. Are you familiar with that, Chris? Yes. Witch, witch jars? Yes. Um, they were very interesting, you know, and here's here's some of the ingredients. They used to put, bury these mason jars on their property to ward off evil, okay? And um, and I'm going to tell you something about churches in that respect in just a minute. But they would put items in this jar, and they would be like a red string. They would be like pages, certain pages. From, I think it was the 91st Psalm from the Bible would be torn out of the Bible and put in this jar, uh, along with the other different items, uh, I won't go into the recipe tonight, but they they believed in this. They believed this was a good way to ward off evil on their property. And you got to remember that these were mainly rural people. They were farmers, hunters. They were their very life depended upon the actions that they did. It, they didn't just go to the grocery store and buy a meal every night. They had to raise their food. And they had, uh, they, they had, they were very on the edge of survival. You got to remember that about these ancient peoples. They were always on the edge of survival. That's uh, just like, you know, at the dying time of the year when everything started dying, they had to be ready for that. They couldn't grow any more crops in the winter. They had to be ready or they would not survive that winter, you know. Now we we take that for granted. You can go to the, the grocery store, get what you want, order online what you want. We don't think about that anymore. Our food is very rough. But once upon a time, that was very important. And you got to remember, that's the mindset of these people that did these things, okay? Um, we, can't, we don't want to lose sight of that. But I could tell you a lot of things, like mirrors. The demonic hates mirrors. Mirrors, they, you know. And uh, one more thing, you know, I might have mentioned this before, according to the, the Hollywood vampires, 
cannot see the reflection in mirrors, which is really a Hollywood invention, okay, by the way. Um, in true folklore, evil spirits can be seen in a mirror, but they do not want to see themselves in a mirror because they see their true selves in the mirror, okay? And there is an old superstition that if you suspect someone of being demonically possessed, you can sneak to their bedside at night while they're supposedly asleep at midnight and hold the mirror up to them, you will see their true image in the mirror. And if it's a bad image, you know, you got a problem there, you know. So you've got a lot of superstitions and stories about this defense against the darkness uh, in, our, in our world and our lives, you know. Uh, I, I mentioned this to someone before uh, uh, about his defense against the darkness. He said, my best defense against the darkness is 357 Magnum, okay. Uh, that's the way some people, of course, go with that. And you can ask a lot of you can ask a lot of policemen that they'll probably give you that answer too. You know, their nine millimeters of best defense against darkness, and that is one physical defense, definitely, uh, especially criminal darkness, absolutely. Um, but there are spiritual things that we're dealing with here tonight, and not the physical realm. Uh, although some of that does come over into the physical realm, and that's another thing we're going to be talking about. And we want you to, I want you to be listening tonight, and I want you, I want we, Chris and I want your feedback, okay? We want, we want you to get your questions ready and all that for the end of the show, definitely. But here's the thing about the darkness, and like I said, the greatest weapon against this darkness is faith. Uh, we can have our, we can have our holy water. We can have our crosses and all that. And that's good. There's nothing wrong with that. Believe me, Satan does not want you to have that, okay? <laughs> Believe me, the darkness does not want you to be equipped with these kind of things like Chris showed you earlier. They don't want that, okay? And if they don't want it, we want it, okay? Because that's proactively against them, okay? I used There used to be a guy in this town, I'm not going to name names, but he was a very bad atheist and Everything that was bad or evil, he want, he liked it, you know. And we used to have a joke about that. I said, if you want to know if something is really evil, go ask him. <laughs> if he likes it, then you know it's evil, okay? So, uh, so really, there's no guesswork in some of this stuff, people, okay? If it's something good, the darkness doesn't like it, okay? That's just the way that works. And you remember what we talked about last time? The case of the crooked hand, when they uh, they accused Jesus, you know, of doing the work of the devil, and Jesus plainly told them, "Hey, the devil does not cast out the devil. Demons don't work against demons, and they don't. They cooperate. They work with. They work together. Although, like I said before, they hate each other, because they hate everything. But they do cooperate with each other because they've got a boss that keeps them going that way. Okay, uh, that's the way that works." They're an army. They're they're a military order. Really, that's what they are. If you want to get down to basics, they're highly organized. And they work together. You don't work against yourself. A house divided will never stand. How very true that is. That just makes common plain sense, you know? So you don't use the devil to cast out the devil. It just don't work that way. He ain't gonna let that work. He's not gonna go he's not gonna walk, cooperate with that. Um so you got to remember that. You got to know where you're standing and what you're utilizing here. So faith that I mentioned earlier is your greatest weapon. And that's what we want to talk about a little bit tonight against this darkness. This self, it's your self-defense, okay, against the darkness. But you've got to activate this faith for it to work, okay, because faith without works is dead. Don't you listen very closely to that statement. Faith without works is dead. Well, what good's dead faith going to do you? You're going to be twisting slowly in the wind out there, my friends. If your faith is dead, you've got to activate this faith. How do you activate faith? You move on it. You use it. You stand forth and say, okay, I'm going to take the next 10 steps because I know there's a better power backing me up here. Okay, that's what faith is. You're moving out with it, actively acting on. You know, a lot of times, and I've had a lot of people come to me over the years with attachments, curses, hexes, and spells that have been put on them, 
And there's a way to break this. But guess what it takes, Chris? Faith. Faith. That's a simple, simple thing. If you, you're not going to get anything done right now. I want you to listen to this statement, okay? Very closely. You're not going to get anything done in this whole wide universe if you don't have faith. You got your faith has got to be activated. It's got to be working. It can't be dead. Nothing's going to get done. I hate to tell you that. Bad news. Nothing's going to get done. It's up to you. It's not up to me. It's not Chris. It's not President Biden. It's not anybody you can have faith in. Okay? That's not going to work. Okay? Your 357 might work in certain circumstances, but that's not going to work spiritually. Okay? I've never yet seen a demon killed by a gunshot, okay? Put it that way. All right, but here's the thing about it. You've got to know what that faith is grounded on. And you've got to move with that faith, work with that faith, wield that sword of the Spirit. Now, what does that mean? The shield of faith is what keeps the bad stuff off of you so that you can be able to advance that sword of the Spirit. You move in the Spirit, folks. Okay, you're moving and your actions are in the spirit. That's how you do spiritual warfare. I've had a lot of people ask me over the years, how do you engage in spiritual warfare? It's simple. You step out and fight it. But you've got to fight it, not with man-made weapons, not with, hey, maybe I want something good to happen, feeling good about it. No, that ain't going to work either. You've got to have proactive faith. And what does that mean? It means you take a chance on the faith. You understand? Faith, the Bible tells you plainly that faith is things hoped for. Things unseen. Things that you count on. Living. You put your faith in God, but you can't see God. I haven't seen him. Have you seen him, Chris? No. Been close. But we, can, we can see what he does, though. Because that's how we know he's there. I have seen, let me say, I asked somebody asked me one time, they said, how do, why do you believe in God? Why do you believe in God? That's a very interesting question. And I tell them this answer, okay? Because I've seen what he can do. I know he's there. I've seen what he can do. Just like you see the wind. You can't see the wind, but you see what he does. You can blow a house over. The wind did that. That means it's there. Even though you can't see it. Okay, and I'm going to tell you something, folks, about around roughly 80 percent of this universe that we're living in right now is unseen. Okay, germs are on your body right now that could kill you and you can't see them. They're unseen, but they're there. They could cost you your life. That's how violent, virulent these things can be. Okay, but now. I know there's a God because I have seen him change the lives of people I know could never have done that themselves. I can't. Think about this a minute now. I've said this before, Chris. Every morning you get up and you tie your shoes. Once you pay attention in the morning when you get up and you dress and you put your shoes on, you tie your shoes. How do you do that? You have a certain way about it. You always yeah. do it that way, you know, unless something goes wrong. You always... Tie your shoes that way. Why? Because you're a creature of habit. And you know how hard it would be to change your habits? Have you ever tried to change your habit? Yes, I have. You ever tried to quit quit smoking or whatever yes, the case I have. It's incredibly hard. But we can do it sometimes if we really try hard enough. But God can do it better than we can. And that's why I know there's a God. Because I've seen him do it. Amongst other things. Okay? I've seen him do other things, too. But that's one very clear clue there, but folks, okay? That's one very clear, very plain clue to this, okay? But that's who your faith needs to be in. Not yourself, not your actions yourself, but why you're stepping out into those actions. That's what should be your motivation. That should be what grounds you. That's the ground, like a, like a lead wire off of an electrical appliance. You gotta have a ground wire. That should be your ground. You should always be hooked to that faith. Okay? Because it's very important and very essential to your well being in a world of spiritual darkness. Okay? 
you've got to hold on to that little bit of the light. You know, I've told people it's a very interesting thing about darkness. I tell this to kids a lot. If you open a door at night, and from a lit house, okay, you open a door, the darkness does not fall in the house. The light falls out, okay? You can see your walkway sometimes, or whatever the case is. The light falls out. Therefore, light is substance, and darkness is not. Darkness is the absence of what, Chris? Light. Light. And faith and light are two properties that you must have to fight and combat spiritual darkness, okay? I'm going to talk a little bit about the light. What is the light? The light is the goodness of God, the spirit of God, okay? And so the Holy Spirit, okay, of God is part of that equation, okay? we got to remember that. And that's, that's why it's very important that you lead as good a life as possible, that you think those good thoughts that you have, and you can't just be positive and everything's going to work out and go away. Uh, no, I don't teach that. The power of positivity, there is no power of positivity. The only true power of positivity is this positiveness. Okay? I'm not going to get, I don't want to confuse you here, but it's not, that's not God. Okay? Don't confuse those together. Okay? Although God is very positive, he's a very positive force in this universe. He is the Number one positive force in this universe. But it's not that's not what faith's about. You can sit around all day and say, Oh, well, I'm just gonna feel positive about that and it's gonna work out. And while you sit on your couch and do nothing, what do you expect to happen? Nothing. <laughs> that's what that's what's gonna happen. You're not activating your faith. Okay. Now, I want you to listen very closely to what I'm about to tell you. This is a very important spiritual precept here. When it comes to faith, you've got to remember your faith is you. That's your seed of faith. Every, the Bible clearly says, the Word of God clearly says, everyone is given a measure of faith. Okay? Everyone. Don't be like that man in the Bible. Jesus said, uh, I will heal you if you got no faith. So, yes, Lord, I got faith. Give me some faith. Okay. <laughs> he didn't really believe in his own faith. He didn't really believe he had faith. You've got to know what you've got here, folks. Okay. And you're going to have a handle on it. But you can't expect good things to work out for you if you live a negative life. And, I, and by negative, I'm talking about downright evil in some respects. Or something is your God other than the true God in your life. You got a big problem. Your faith is not standing on a firm foundation here, okay? You got to have a But listen very closely to what I'm about to tell you. Keep your eye on your faith by watching your enemies. That's what this show, that's what you, Chris and I are here for tonight. To give you the truth and to warn you about these things, okay? That's what we're all, that's what we're doing this for. We're not getting paid for this, okay? We're here to, we're here to help you and to show you the way to go with these things. Now listen very closely. We want to teach you to keep your eye on your enemy because it's very important that you do that, okay? Even in physical combat and warfare, what's the thing, the number one thing you need to know out on the battlefield, Chris? Your enemy. Where, where your enemy is. What did the Spartans say? Remember the Spartans? I love those. They were a bunch of great guys. The Spartans said, does not say, how many is the enemy, but where are they? Remember that now, okay? So if you keep an eye on your enemy, the faith, the enemy of your faith, okay? Listen very closely. The enemy of your faith is what? Fear. And what else? Fear. What's that's a very strong emotion now. Don't forget fear. And what else is the enemy of your faith? Lies. Don't forget that, folks. Lies, untruth is the enemy of lie, of light, faith, and truth. Those three things go together. I call that the Holy Trinity in many aspects. Yes. Faith, light, and truth. Those are the things we've got to hold on to. To make our lives complete. To give us that armor we need to wear. In spiritual warfare. We've got to have a handle on the light. The truth and the faith. And the enemies of that. Are lies. 
corruption, and what? Fear. Okay? Because fear destroys your faith. Lies attack the truth in you. And corruption goes after the light that is yours. The light of knowledge that you have in these runners, okay? Remember that. That's what you've got to combat, okay? All right? Now, let's answer that right quick. If the vibration changes, that a fear lies, it will then attract the ones only the strong ones can reflect them. It's not. It is like, Kath, like a bumper, okay? That's what a shield is. What does the Word of God say? You, Lord God Almighty, are my shield and my buckler. Now, I want to explain what a buckler is. We know what a shield is, okay? And then Chris and I have been in law enforcement. We've held shields, okay? Bulletproof shields. We, we've been behind them. I have been behind them. We know what a shield is. A lot, yeah. But a lot of people don't understand what a buckler is. Let me tell you what a buckler is. A buckler is a small shield, and it usually went on your arm. And what it did was protect your shoulders, okay? And, and you know, in a battle, your shoulder is very important, okay? It's important any time, but it's very important because that's what holds your what? Sword. Weapon. That's what holds your shoulder. You are my shield and buckler. You you strengthen my arm and your shield of your faith protects me. But you strengthen my arm. You're my buckler. You protect my arm. You make it strong. Okay? That's what we got to look at here. That is a very... Very vital concept of what we're talking about here now. Okay? Get a handle on that because your faith has to be grounded where it needs to be. It says you must stand upon the rock, not on the shifting sand of this world, but the rock of God Almighty. That's where the faith comes from. That's where it's born, with the blood of Jesus Christ. These are the very important foundations of faith. And the lies, the darkness, the untruths, the fear, the anger, the hatred of this world are your enemies. The enemies of your faith and your soul. <laughs> Don't forget that. And that's what we pro at. And we got to watch them. That's what I said. You got to keep an eye on your enemy. Watch them. Don't let them come up your bag. Don't let them get you where you walk where you need to walk and make sure you walk in the right places and you deal in the right situations, you live the right kind of life and you can handle these things with with your faith with that sword and that shield always ready because the power that you're hooked into is not the power of mankind, not the power of this world not your own power but the power of God. That's where you got to hook your faith. It's got to plug into that, folks. If it don't plug into that, it ain't going to work. You ain't going to have no juice. All right? You got to remember that. And you you plug into that of the very kind of lifestyle that you lead. And, you know, the Bible says, of all things that are good and wholesome, righteous, holy, everything that is good report, think upon these things. Now, listen to that very closely. Think upon these things. Dwell upon these things. Bring these things into you. The good things in this world. And make them work for you. Make them shore up your faith too. They can be part of that. You understand? That's what, and that, what it's trying to tell you here is if you live that kind of lifestyle, that positive as we call it, or good vibration or whatever name you want to say, that kind of a lifestyle, then it will strengthen you spiritually let's not forget that okay all right anybody with any questions we're Proverbs ready so we're 27 17 as an iron sharpens an iron so is a friendship sharpens a friend proverbs well, that's 13, very 20 walk with the wise become wise associate with fools and get in trouble the trouble definitely and that I is very 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 true uh that's what uh, I always spiritual. say. Birds mm -hmm. of the feather flock together. Flock together. And they go down together, too, by the way. Yes, Be not careful. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? That's what I said. Don't put yourself in this situation. Don't hang out with the wrong people. Don't do the wrong things. Don't go in the wrong places, okay? There's, been, there's a lot of people in their graves right now because they were in the wrong place, the wrong situation with the wrong people. 
Don't get in that. You've got brains. God gave you some brain cells. Start using them. Don't don't go the wrong way. And if you don't go out and hang out in parking lots at Walmart at midnight, I would advise you not to do that. Why? Because that's the wrong place to be. Okay, you're asking for trouble. You know, well, there's one thing to have faith. There's one thing, Chris, to have faith. But you don't go out and challenge that faith. You understand what I'm saying? It's the wrong way. No, no, don't do that. People know either that's I true. will. Faith, uh, I will either Faith. cut my branch from underneath mm -hmm. where you sit, or mm -hmm. I will cut mm -hmm. thy tree down and replant. There you if go. I have to. That's true. And that's where I stand. Where I don't mm -hmm. care if it's an admin, a moderator, or a co-host. And I think I stand publicly, and everybody that does shows with me knows where I stand. Ain't that mm -hmm. right? Cryptic. Cowboy and Dr. Carroll. Mm -hmm. And I'm Absolutely. a firm believer in what I say. And you got to. You got to, Chris. Uh, you got to have some morals here, folks, okay? And don't just listen to everything and everything that comes along. You can't buy into this stuff. Because, like, you know, I've talked about before, the world, the flesh, and the devil. Those are the three things you must contend with. Be very careful. But faith truly is the things unseen, the substance of things hoped for. But that, but your faith has got to be in the right place. You know, uh, remember that story I told you about the three guys? They watched uh, Paul and uh, and Peter going around casting out devils. And they said, well, we could do that, you know. And they go in there and they try to cast the demons out of us. And the, de and the demons beat them up and threw them out the door. Yeah. And then the, demon, the demons laughed at him and said, Paul, we know. Peter, we know. Who are you? You know why? Because they came in on their own power. You can't do that. It's not going to work. Dr. Carroll, what? what is the deal with St. Christopher being a dog man or shown with a dog wolf face at one time then changed? Well, that was the paganistic stuff, I think, uh, saying stones that went on some something like back in there. Uh, there was supposed to be a, there's an old tale, you might say, a wise tale, you might say, that uh, St. Christopher uh, wanted to be almost like a dog. In some aspects, he venerated animals. I'll tell you why. St. Christopher venerated animals because they were pure of heart. In other words, they were not. They were more innocent. You know, but there is an old superstition that he supposedly was changed into a dog for a while because he wanted to know what animals felt like or something. But that's not true. It's just an old tale. But he did love animals. But he loved animals because of their innocence. To God, you know, in that respect. Thank you, Cap. Uh, all my co-hosts and uh, better halves and partners and everybody. And Dr. Carol knows exactly where we all stand doing shows together. And so mm -hmm. I just wanted the world to know how we all unite and how oh, we yeah. deal with things. So we don't. Absolutely. Either Either we stand as one or we stand as none, and I will remove these. Oh, we're not going to stand if we don't stand together. Absolutely. That's right. So, unconditional love. That's right, Kyle. That is God in many aspects. Although, although we have conditions set upon us by our own sinful selves, God is love, and that is the greatest force in the universe. Yes. So this is the time where you have your chance to ask any questions you like. We love each other and you're loyal to each other. Yes. No, oh, yes. Cass, yes. I have well, you know, it's very, let me, let me say, let me, let me and, say something right let, quick. Let, uh, let me, let me uh, interrupt. And I don't like interrupt Dr. Carroll, uh, but ahead, when I'm it sorry. comes to Grizzly and any of his affiliates, any of his co-hosts, any of his guests or anything like that, whether we stand as one or we stand as none, we have morals, Absolutely. we have dignity, we have respect. Mm. And we're, there's oh, a yeah. line that we do not cross. Absolutely. You know, when you cross that line of disrespect, that's when things are going to happen that you might not like, definitely. That Absolutely. 
But I was going to say this, Chris. You know, that's well, that's why church is important. It's not that you go there not to be seen. You don't go there to socialize. You go there to worship God. That is a house of worship, you know. But also, it's good to be amongst people that are like-minded. That way we strengthen each other, just like you're talking about here. We strengthen each other, you know. We got each other's back. We strengthen each other. There's nothing wrong with that. That's everything right about that. Okay. That is correct. Definitely. That is correct. But yeah, if you cross that line, you know, that's a line I've had. I've always dealt with it professionally, too, by the way. You know, uh, I treat people with respect. I expect the same back. Uh, that's just the way you need to go. And some respect is something you don't give. Respect is something you earn. Um, but you don't want to disrespect people. Definitely not. That That's where you got to pull the plug. Eh? Absolutely. Yeah, the good vibrations create more good vibrations. That's true. That's true. Welcome, FDL. Surprise you're up this late. So, absolutely, Tammy. So, everybody knows where I stand. So, uh, yes, so, Kyle, man. I'm glad that you found us, too. Glad you're here. So, absolutely. But, you know, uh, that's the good thing about these kind of shows, Chris. And like I said earlier, we're getting out here. We're trying to give you spiritual precepts to, to build you up, to help you live a better life. To secure your eternal soul is another very important thing because this life, you know, the Bible says it's like a vapor of smoke. It's here and then gone, you know, and, and there's a lot of people gone before us and there'll be a lot of people after us. A lot of lives like that. And, you know, and when you're dead a hundred years, it's going to remember you. But let me read you something real quick. You will never, ever be forgotten in the heart of God. Okay. No matter what. That's very important. Remember that um, we have to we have to know that there are ways to preserve ourselves. That's up to us. Just like you know, you put your seatbelt on when you get in the car. You know, if you've ever seen what somebody looks like when they go through the windshield of a car without a seatbelt, then you will definitely want to, no matter how uncomfortable it is, wear a seatbelt for the rest of your life. There are certain things you do. It's unfortunate you have to have laws to make people do it because that's how stupid people want to be. But there are things you can do spiritually and physically to safeguard your well-being. There's nothing wrong with that and everything right. Absolutely. Show your support and subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Yes. You know, we wasn't required to wear seatbelts when we were on the PD. Uh -huh. Because we were in an hour of vehicles, so it wasn't required by law. Oh no! But I usually did it, no matter how uncomfortable I it did was. Too. Because I've got in a lot of car chases. <laughs> so did I. I definitely <laughs> wanted it. I want. I definitely wanted my seatbelt on, definitely, just in case. Um, I had. A, I had a fellow cop ask me, "What you putting your belt on?" Yeah, I said, "I won't be the one that tells to tell the story here." Okay, just in case. So yeah. Any questions, ladies and gentlemen? This is your time. Any comments? Yep. We're on the open forum right here in the end. Yeah, but you know, uh, uh, I can get into other things. You know, there's different things that you can do, iron and all these different things. By the way, the horseshoe that you hang up, you know, people hang it up like a U or to hang it down. Actually, it really is supposed to be like a C that you hang up. But what the main thing about the horseshoe was, it's made out of what? Iron, iron, iron against so, evil. So a lot of people don't know, Cat, is that there were some calls that uh, that we would respond where it was you know, no lights and sirens because you were too close. So we would hit yeah. an intersection, just hit the lights and run through it, no sirens. Yeah. But you were in the car, be like, oh, did you see that? He went away yeah. for that red light. But yeah, once yeah. again, but you, you couldn't. To. Yeah. You, you, you have a, uh, I know I've been on several times where there were bank robberies. We had to 100 miles down there trying to get there in time to do one. There's certain circumstances where you have to do that because it's a SWAT, an emergency situation. You know? right. 
But, you know, uh, it's an interesting thing, Chris, and I've done a lot of lectures over the years. I used to tell people, I used to ask that question to people lecture. I said, if somebody breaks into your house tonight, what's the first thing you're going to do? Oh, you know, they always say, oh, I'll call the police. You know, that's a good luck because there's no, unless they're Superman, they're not going to make it, folks. Okay. <laughs> you better be your own for, and that's what it comes to spiritual warfare. You've got to be your own first line of defense. Okay. You can't depend on Dennis or Chris to be there. We would like to, but we can't. Okay. You are your own first line of defense. Don't forget Dr. that. Dr. Carroll, got... what, do you, what do you think about the lesser keys of Solomon? Not too much. Uh, they are usually grimoires. And there, there's a lot of calling of demons in there, okay? Uh, there's a lot, you know, be very careful with that kind of stuff. I have studied it from a scholarly point of view. I've had people ask me that over the years. Why haven't you ever been tempted to try some of this stuff? Not really, you know. Uh, I've always taken it from a scholarly point of view, but you got to be you got to be very careful with that. Okay, you can be tempted like anybody else. Don't fall to temptation on that. You don't want to mess with that. It offers you power, but all the wrong power in all the wrong ways. Everything you do, I'm gonna say this: no matter if you cast a spell on somebody, you call up demons, whatever dark black sorcery you want to do, and I'm gonna be doing a show this week on hunting the shadows on black magic, by the way, and, and it's more prevalent in the world today than it has ever been before in the history of mankind. But let me say this: no matter what evil thing you do, it comes with a price, not just an eternal price. But a price in this world, too. And that's the price that evil always asks for its assistance, whatever that Gino, may be. Gino wants to know, what's the story of the black cat? Well, the black cat is supposed to be, uh, which is familiar. But I'm going to say this, this very funny thing about which is familiar. Is most of them in the old stories and the witch trials and all that were actually pigs and not cats. But... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how the cat got tagged by that, but I'll tell you what he did. You look at the cat. I have a cat. He's a very mysterious animal, very spiritual kind of an animal, too. I mean, they look and see things that nobody else could see. Uh, I can see why that they're kind of, you know, tagged in a bad way. But just because of a certain color. Did you know in England, the white cat is considered bad luck? Really? Is that yeah. true FDL paranormal? Uh, yeah. mm -hmm. The white cat's considered bad luck. Yeah. A solid white cat. It's got to be completely white like a completely black cat. Yeah. I have a, a white cat and I call his name is Ghost, by the way. Sneaks around. Do you know quiet. why the ghost, like ghost got arrested? Why that? Possession. Possession, yeah. That was a that was an evil ghost, Chris. Evil ghost, okay. Okay, that's an old one. I had to. David Jones, uh, let me answer your question. That, What's that a good a approach good to talk to? Yeah, yeah. Someone about Jesus who probably doesn't believe. You can mention it okay there's nothing wrong with that but you don't want to proselytize people because that turns them off sometimes you know you don't want to try to force the subject on if they're willing to talk talk but if not the best example of all is how you lead your life you know as jesus said you don't light a candle and put it under a bushel if you have a light burning people will see it and they will that will inspire them sometimes okay very much so is numerology divide of evil? Why is it so accurate? I want to tell you something about that, Cryptic Cowboy. This universe that we're in, and any mathematician will tell you this, is based upon mathematics. I think our, I think our creator, who created mathematics, has laid out the universal plan according to mathematics. Okay, but you you can't you can't. I don't say put a lot of credence in some type of numbers and combination numbers. Okay. That's kind of going into what the Bible calls divination. You don't want, you don't want to mess with that because that's trying to find out what the future is. Consulting spirits and numerous numbers and all that stuff. 
that is a part of what you would call sorcery. Listen, watch my show Wednesday night, okay? You might find out some interesting stuff on that. <laughs> I'm going to be doing black magic in the dark arts, okay? Uh, not doing them, but talking about them. Hey, I got a few laughs off my joke. I thought it was kind of no, cute. Like yeah. You know, I did. I thought it was kind of cute. It was clean. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's so. a good one. There's nothing wrong, uh, you know. Uh, uh, we we we've got serious subjects going on here, but there's nothing wrong with kids and having a little fun and correct way to do it. I mean, you know, respectfully. Uh, there's nothing wrong with that. No, I mean, we should have, we should all, we should have joy in our lives. Okay, we shouldn't go around hating everybody and being mean and depressed about everything. We need to have joy in our lives. We need to have laughter, good music, good songs. Uh, I mean. I love classical music, and some people would say, oh, that stuff's of the devil, that stuff's evil stuff. No, it's not. I mean, if it touches your soul in a good way, there's nothing wrong with that, okay? There are a lot of good, you know, we, we, we talk about this on this show a lot, about the evil and darkness in this world, but hey, folks, there's a whole lot more good and things and stuff in this world than the darkness, okay? And that's what we need to hold on to. That's what we need to bring into our lives. Okay, and kind of keep that darkness at bay. Yes, totally agree there, Doctor. Totally agree. Any more questions, ladies and gentlemen, or any comments you want to ask? A lot of things in this world are how you take them. You know, you can take things. You can take a hammer. I can, you know, a hammer and pick it up. I got a hammer right here. Take a hammer and build a house with it, or you can commit murder with it. Anything's that way. It's what your intentions are. Make sure your intentions are good and grounded in good spirituality, not evil and darkness. That's the main thing. You love bluegrass gospel? Yeah, it's good. I have a brother does that. Laughter does good like a medicine. That's very true. Chris has given us a little bit of medicine tonight. Okay. <laughs> Say what? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, what about uh, Saint Christopher? Well, Saint Christopher was a good, I think, a very holy man. But like I say, he venerated the animals because they were the unconditional love, the innocence, you know. And 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 good is always drawn to innocence, just like evil is drawn to destroying that innocence. You know, that's why they like to sexualize children and sacrifice them. I won't get into that, but anyway, that's why they like to destroy innocence. But we, uh, you know, so-called Christians should be venerating innocence, okay? Oh, he must because have that's your part answer. of God. He must have missed your Some images show dog like face because he was considered an animal man. In other words, he was a man that venerated animals because this is God's creation. This is part of God, and they are animals are part of our Creator. He created them, and the first job of man was to do what, Chris? Take care of the animals and name them. That was our job. I know we haven't done a good job at it, but we that was our job. That's his creation. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, you know, nothing wrong with loving God's creation. I love the, I love that. And Chris has been out. We've been out in the forest and the places of beauty and all that. I consider that God's cathedral. You know, uh, right. that's part of the creator. It's there for us, you know. Yeah, and he didn't. But John was in a bat cave. I don't know. I don't, yeah, I, don't I guess. Uh, yeah, I guess he was in his man cave. When yeah, he answered that. Cave, yeah. Uh, cave, yeah, Doctor, do you think the doggies are protectors or the footies, dog man or Bigfoot? Oh, uh, uh, well, there's a lot of contention on that. I think there is, and we'll have to do a show on that one night, definitely on dog man and Bigfoot. Get a little deeper into that. I think there may be, and I've studied and researched this a lot over the years, there may be a distinct Nephilim connection here, folks. And we need to look into that a little more deeper. Um, did you know Esau? We talked about that, I think, Chris. Uh, yes, uh, on the show. Esau was born, what, with a lot of red hair on him? I mean, he sounds like a dog on Bigfoot to me. I don't know. Yeah. But he sounds sounds like the remnant of that. We, we need to get into that a little bit deeper because I think there's something going on with that. And there's a reason why they're here. 
and they may they may I can see the Bigfoot being part of God's creation in a way, but not Dogman. Jury's still out on him. Yes. Uh, Karen, what color do you believe has the best energy of intent and why? White. Uh, Red symbolizes faith, the fire of faith. Uh, uh, White is purity, holiness. Uh, that would be the strongest color of all, along with faith. But I think color-wise, white. And Kyle Smith is asking you. Interdimensional. Think? It's a possibility what we're dealing with there. I'm going to tell you this. My creator that I believe in is a whole lot bigger than some what some people believe. I believe he could not only be the creator of the universe, but the universe is. So there may be a lot more mystery to this. You know, uh, when everything is said and done and that new world is created that the Bible talks about at the end and then everything is straightened out like it should be, we may have a lot to do with other universes in our future. You know, who knows? There's a lot of mystery there, folks. Yes. All right. You want to lay us in prayer there, Doctor? All righty. Let's bow our heads. Dear Heavenly Father, we ask that you strengthen our measure of faith tonight, that you give us hope for a new future with you, that you have our backs in this world of increasing darkness around us, that you put a bumper of light and faith around our lives and our, our families, our workplaces, our coming in and our going. We ask that you put this spiritual bumper around our lives, every aspect of it and around the people that we know. We ask that you will seal us with your almighty power and with the help of your holy angels that you will guard us, guide us, and protect us in the coming days ahead. By the power of the blood of Jesus, we ask that you do this, Lord God Almighty. Your will be done. Amen. Amen. All right. Now, next week edition. What do we got? Next week. Next week. I've been thinking about why don't we I think what we'll do, let's get into Bigfoot and Dog Man next week, okay? Let's do that, all right? So we'll call it uh Cryptids Unlimited. Cryptids Unlimited. Wow, uh-huh. it's gonna be interesting. Yep. Well, we uh, might even throw, we may even throw a few UFOs in there to to go with it. Oh, this is gonna be interesting. Yeah, Crystal uh-huh. and Cat. Uh uh-huh. so I have uh my I know <laughs> it's one of those memes. <laughs> you know, because this is a topic that you know a lot of people are either on the border of or uh-huh. teeter-totter on or some people actually uh-huh. believe and I won't go into it because it's not on the show topic but uh, there's a lot of people that actually believe what we're going to talk about and they firmly believe uh-huh. in that belief system uh-huh. and, uh, and they well I think I think this subject has a lot of different avenues that's why I call it unlimited so interesting uh, I'm really excited about it. So, uh, I'll, hopefully, everybody has a knife. A knife. <laughs> That's a gunshot. I the laughter. Uh, a uh, nice and safe, happy uh, Halloween. In a great you, week. There you a knife. Be careful. Be yeah, careful out there. Be careful. Yeah. Well, my poor audio listeners in the morning. What, what does he mean, Grizzly? A knife. A great. <laughs> night and a safe Halloween and a great week. There you go. And from coast to coast around the world, ladies and gentlemen, good night. We'll catch you on the next one. Bye, Bye-bye.